Hey, 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 welcome back to The Shade Range. I'm your host, AKA your favorite girl at the makeup counter, Britt. And wow, listen, last week, I have to tell you guys what happened. So um, in the midst of drama on my personal Twitter page, I, I made the thread. And in that thread, I basically talked about, you know, the plight of a black beauty influencer and, um, black beauty influencers retweeted that shit. And not only did we, uh, my tweet kind of blow up a little bit in the beauty community with like uh, almost 7,000 likes and over a thousand retweets, which the retweets included Alyssa Ashley and Jackie Anna great um and uh, amongst other um influencers as well and just fans of black beauty or just the community um we got some new listeners like significantly more listeners like triple the amount of listeners so what that kind of uh inspired me to do is actually change some things about the show so as a goal, I'm trying to be more consistent. I know I always say that, but I do want this platform to grow to the point where I can come see y'all. Y'all can come see me. We can kiki and have a good time together. So in order for me to do that, I have to streamline the show a little bit more and have more of a structure. So I'm definitely working on that. There'll be definitely changes of the, on the show instead of me almost ranting, it'll be more so structured of like certain things I'm going to say. Now there still will be some ranting because it will not be the shade range and it will not be me if I do not have a rant in my spirit. But, and blunt talk will probably be my rant. But, you know, the segments of the show may change. And I feel like there'll be a positive, uh, opportunity of growth for me in that space because I do want to keep y'all around and listen to what I have to say and for my new listeners thank you so much for coming by the shade range and hanging out at the counter with your girl Britt and also for my day one listeners I want to thank you guys so much for your support uh even through the rough pages I feel like I'm kind of improving each and every time I record So with that being said, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much. And also make sure you write into the shade range, uh, at the shade range podcast at gmail.com because I do want to have some questions or answers and answers or, you know, give my opinion about any question you ask really. And, but I want to make it focused on the beauty community because this is a beauty podcast and beauty, uh, information podcast. And the focus is on black beauty or beauty of color. But we welcome everybody. Everybody's invited to the cookout. As long as you know that this is a very black space. With that being said, let's get into the show and let's get into some beauty news. So... I feel like this James Charles, Tati Westbrook, Jeffree Star thing will not end. But I have to say, although I'm not a fan of neither three of them, it is the biggest thing that's going on in the beauty community right now. 
Um, James really came back. And I, I will have to say that although I'm not a fan, I'm not a follower or anything like that, I am very impressed that he really got his stuff together instead of like, you know, cowarding in a corner. He was like, whoop, I have receipts. This is what happened on this day. This is what happened on this. So basically what happened was, if you guys don't know, because it made national news, Tati West, and I talked about it last week on the show, Tati Westbrook made this very, like, white woman, very victim, like, deep-set in white woman feminism victimhood as video that basically, like, dragged her mentee, a 19-year-old kid. She's 37 years old. She's old enough to be his mom, and she basically made this video like, oh, I could, I, you know, I know it's wrong that I did it public, but it's the only way I can reach him. But my thing is this when I, and I kind of touched on it last week when it, on the show, and I kind of was like, Tati, this is really poor taste. If y'all were really that close, this would have been a brunch conversation versus you go on your platform of over 8 million people to tell someone that you've mentored in this community about themselves. That's just not how I would have done it. Uh, There's people, young people in my circle that I mentor as well, but if they're doing wrong, I wouldn't be like, I'm making a YouTube video and I'm making a podcast all about how this person's done me wrong. It made you look so salty, Tati. Like, it made you look so salty. And I was just like, I don't even like her for real, but, like, I was just like, girl, this is not good for you. Like, everybody was getting their existence because they were calling James, like, these names. But I'm like, James is just being a 19-year-old just out here. And y'all are just being messy. Like, you're too old to be messy towards this kid. Oh, well, he's not a kid. He's 19 years old. He's a man. Black boys do not get afforded to be called 13-year-old kids. He's a man. So I will give him the same energy that the world gives black boys. But he's a young man. And you're 37 years old. Like, you should know to take him to brunch, you know, let him get a waffle and some fruit and y'all hash this out privately. That's the way I would have done it in the way that she should have. So after the Tachi video came, became a thing, it blew up. It even made national news, right? After that, she went back onto her YouTube page and made another video basically stating her remorse of the last video, but not really remorse because she was like, I meant everything I said. I'm confused. Like, the shit just got too hot for you to deal with. And that's why you're kind of sitting there boohooing on the camera again. I know. I don't buy it. So, Jeffree Star you know, weaseled his behind in here in it somehow. And yeah, whatever. We're, we're not even going to touch on all the things that he said, but basically he, well, we are, but basically he, uh, 
insinuated that James Charles, you know, would go, would try to date guys that are considered straight. Um, at first, well, I never really had a problem with it because one, I have friends that are, I have gay friends and having many conversations with them about, you know, the, you know, the idiocies of dating while gay, you run into men that are either on the DL, that conversation about the DL, or just like they're kind of exploring and trying to figure out which, you know, what they want and what they're attracted to and stuff like that, but have the, not only the free, like the confidence to kind of just do it, they just do it. And, and it happens amongst like, if you're a man dating men, I mean, or a woman dating women, it happens. So for, and that's another thing I had a problem with with Tati where she made it very, it made her look very homophobic because if you have all these like close gay friends in the circle and you see that he's 19 years old and you see that he is still kind of maneuvering, trying to figure out which way is up because at 19, you're just trying to figure out which way is up. I get that. I was 19 once a very long time ago, but girl, I was there and I was a hot mess. So I couldn't imagine being 19 years old with millions of dollars. And you have this woman that you thought you, you know, like you thought she loved you unconditionally and she basically was like, nah, sis, this is about a business deal. Um, it just looks, and not just that, you, you know, she's judging you on your exploration of your sexuality as well, but it just seemed really murky. I didn't like that about Tati. And I know I kind of got off subject, but it's fine. Like it just, uh, like it just got off. Like it just, it didn't sit right with me. It didn't sit right in my spirit. So that was kind of murky about that video of Tati. So basically after all that conspired or conspired, um, Jeffree Star said some things to put his two cents in per use. But then James Charles came back with a video, a 40 minute video, basically debunking everything Jeffrey and uh, Tati stated. And in addition to that, he also added clips and videos about how like Jeffrey was kind of talk about the idiocy of like him only dating straight men. And James is like, I like straight men too. But then at the same time, like, there's like conflict, there's an issue with that because they're not gay. And it's like, I don't know. I just think that Jeffrey Starr just tries to find any level of controversy and bring it in, like just bring it in and thrive off it. It's like, he just drinks negativity. Like it is Fiji water. Like he is just awful for this community but people love him apparently but not over here um so i'm just very happy although like james charles am i going to run and support everything that he does no because one he needs more black friends too 
he's out of my demographic. Like I'm out of his demographic. I'm cool over here. Um, but I am proud that he basically like gave us all receipts. Like he gave receipts, text messages. Hey, I tried to contact you. Stayed on red from both Tati, her husband and Jeffrey. Like they all stayed on red. I just, I just see that like he really did try. So I'm not mad at him. I wasn't mad at him in the beginning. Like, whatever. So that is basically the biggest part of beauty news right now. It got all the girls in their boots. Um, and it's just like, and, and another thing that was bothering me about beauty news too, I mean, and beauty news too was the amount of beauty fans that basically was like, oh man, the beauty community's over. But there's like a whole different section of um, beauty influencers, big and small, especially the the growing uh, movement of black beauty boys. And there's a growing movement of just more highlighted black beauty influencers that are really coming out and really that are extremely talented and deserve our support. So why would we just focus on these three when there's so many more influencers and not just black influencers, just influencers that you really connect with. So I don't like the idea that these three people basically can kill the beauty community. That's, that's false. Well, that being said, that's the end of beauty news before we continue. Please, please, please follow me on social media at the Shade Range Podcast or at the Shade Range Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me personally at Bippy Sad on Twitter and Instagram and also write into the show. Give your opinion so I can also, you know, read your opinion and we can have a discussion that can be a little bit more interactive than you guys just hearing me talk about it. As much as I love for Harriet, I don't want this podcast to be like for Harriet. Although I love her show, there's no shade to her. Nope. I just want this to be a little bit more interactive so that you guys can, so we can communicate with each other. So follow me. I mean, email me, follow and email me, email me at the shade range podcast at gmail.com and follow me on my social medias. I have a Facebook page somewhere, girl. I never go on there, but it's fine. And thank you guys so much. So now it's time for the segment of the show, Cute or Not. And first up, we have a new summer collection from Anastasia Beverly Hills. You know Norvina is doing good work over there. I have never been disappointed with any eyeshadow palette I have ever bought from Norvina and no my Anastasia or brow product or anything. So in this new summer collection, it includes a shimmer body oil, which is $38. It has 1.5 ounces and has a coconut vanilla scent. It's not sticky or tacky and it dries like dry body oil and leaves the skin super glowy and sparkly. And in 
addition to that, there's also a mini matte lipstick set. And those colors are, well, I don't see the colors on here. We don't have the colors yet, but that's fine. I'm pretty sure that we are all going to love them. And we also have a four P no loose pigment and in five shades and they are $22 a piece. Well, I think that is cool. And I think this shade or the pigments are online only at the Anastasia Beverly Hills website and retailers. Okay, so you can only buy the pigments online, but you can buy everything else um, at your Sephora or Ulta. And the products will be available May 21st at 9 a.m. Pacific time, which is noon East Coast, um, online on the ABH website. And May 28th on online retailers like Sephora, Macy's, and Ulta. And June 6th, they'll be, in, they'll be in stores. So, how did I feel? Are we, is this cute or not? I'm going to say it's cute. I love everything. Well, I'm not saying I love everything Novena does. But, like, I want to say, like, a good 85% of time, I'm, I really thoroughly enjoy anything that I've bought from Anastasia Beverly Hills. I think the uh, products are amazing. I think um, the quality is amazing. It's easy to use. I even like the brushes in them and uh, the palettes. So I'm going to say this is cute. This is very cute. So hopefully my friends, it's Dion. Uh, sincerely, Nico, Neon MUA, Leaks World, and the rest of the beauty boys that I know that's on the PR list will give me a thorough review and also send me some. Or tell the good sis Norvina to send me some. Cool? Cool. Lily Lashes actually has this very cute, uh, bridal collection it includes their best-selling 3d wedding lash plus four hand-picked lash styles in a limited edition keepsakes box for 125 dollars so the name of the lashes are called the wedding lash prenup 24 karat always and forever happy wife happy life it also includes lash adhesive and lash applicator. Now, these will be available May 21st online at lilylashes.com. So, these lashes are so pretty and they're a dream. They're a dream. Oh, and also, the if you were to buy these individually, they'll be uh, valued at $180. So you, you get a deal with these lashes. These are great quality lashes. Um, all the girls love these lashes. And they're very pretty and wispy. Um, these are very beautiful. Yes, of course, this is a cute. Um, this is definitely a cute. This is a part of... Uh, this is a part of, like, weddings. This would be amazing for, like, if you're a makeup artist for weddings but like 
I would charge someone like $200 with these lashes. They're super cute. Yeah, that's definitely a cute. We're going to keep that. And next up, we have a collaboration with Boyle Bologna himself. Rich Lux. He has a collaboration with Hank and Henry. It's a liquid lipstick. Uh, it's called uh, A Pink Nude. And it's called Love You So Much. It has a beige white base that gives a slight nude undertone. Hmm. How do I feel about this? Um, despite how I feel about Rich Lux and his treatment of black women, I do kind of enjoy this color. Now, is this something that I will wear? Uh, probably not just because it's very pink and I'm, it's very pink and I'm brown. Um, this was, this color is definitely a lip liner color. Uh, you better bring your cork or your chestnut out, girl, if you get it. Because this is going to have you look like you ate pink powder donuts. But the color's nice if you like something like that. Now, the cost of this will be... Does it say how much it costs on here? No, it don't. It don't say how much these lipsticks cost. Huh. Well... If you like it, you'll get it. If you don't, don't. I'm not. So I'm going to give this a no. And yeah, we can move on. Next up. Too Faced is coming out with a new palette called Shake Your Pom Poms. It's an on-the-fly palette. It has rich neutrals and mattes and shimmers and pearl finishes. There's about eight colors. And of course, it smells like something because if it, it would not be Too Faced Cosmetics if it doesn't smell like anything. So it does smell like peaches and cream. Uh, there are some pros about this palette that I would like to address. One is that the palette is um, travel size. So like if you guys go on your vacation, this is definitely like a super a palette that you can you can dress up for evening or just dress down for daytime um it's infused with peach and sweet fig milk which it's always a thing for Too Faced Cosmetics and I will say because I have so many of these colors anyway I'm going to have to say I'm going to have to pass on this it's a no for me but if you are if you're just one of those people who travel all the time and just need a little palette to get you through this is a great palette, to be honest. It's a great palette for someone that is traveling, that travel all the time, but don't wear a lot of makeup and don't do their face a lot. This is a very, like, two eyeshadow or less wears per eye look. So I'm going to give this a no. Well, no. It's... It's cute and no. Yeah, okay. So, as much as I love it, I'm, I wouldn't purchase it, but I suggest if you're one of those people uh, that travel a lot but don't wear a lot of makeup, this will be an excellent palette for you. You know, if y'all go on a cruise and you just need something to look cute for the captain's dinner. Yeah, this is it. So, um, yeah, let's get on to the next 
piece of beauty news. So Melt Cosmetics is actually coming to Sephora. I'm going to say this is cute. I've been dying to try their uh, items and I just never got around to ordering anything from them, but I'm very excited that they're coming to Sephora so I can just go and feel the products and see, you know, look at the products, feel the products, see the formulation. I always want to support uh, minority women owned businesses and this is definitely one of them. And I, yeah, this is cute. This is great news for Melt Cos the girls at Melt Cosmetics. I'm here for this. And she also has a, um, a eyeshadow stack that's based off of Aaliyah. So I'm just super excited of that too. Like Melt Cosmetics Aaliyah's dedication is better than Max Aaliyah collection. That's crazy. But it is what it is. And oh, one a couple of more things. Uh, Jubilee's Place is coming out with foundation and concealer. So it, the foundation comes in 42 shades. It's a very a velvety matte uh, consistency. And the foundation is $20 a piece. Uh, they're full coverage that melts into your skin while giving a radiant velvety matte finish. And it is 42 shades, which I'm very happy about. And it also comes with concealers, which are $14. And there are 24 shades in the concealer. And there's also five new loose setting powders uh, coming as well. So I will say this is actually the smart move for Juvia's Place to move into the complexion. On Twitter, I saw that a lot of people were really complaining about, or people that are not of color were complaining about there's not enough light shades. Um, there's a very, a pretty e even gradient between light to dark. And even if there's a brand that doesn't have light shades, to be honest, we can go into how long it was for people darker than paper bags to find their shade. So if there's a company who wants to say like, hey, I want to focus on dark skin. Y'all just want to sit and be quiet because there's still brands out here that do not make my shade. And I'm not even considered like deep. So forget all that. So I'm going to say this is definitely cute. Despite the issues with Juvia's Place and them not necessarily uh, really supporting the black beauty boy community, especially, and then not really, and also like, you know, getting into cahoots with uh, people that are not for black beauty lovers and enthusiasts. So it's really just like, you're going against your core audience. So, yeah. With that being said, I think this is cute. This is a great idea. I'm so happy for Juvia's Place to do this. This is amazing. And last but not least, a brand that I'm trying, like I've tried my hardest to like try to be nice about. I really have, but this week, 
we have to talk about it. So Kylie Jenner is coming up with a skincare line. And in that skincare line, uh, there are a couple of pieces that I would like to talk about. Um, and I have to do this because it's not, it's not like everyone thinks I'm trying to be like super mean and super like disrespectful to this young woman and her grind. It's not that. I just feel like she just did not take the time to, I don't, I mean, she may have took the time, but like the optics just look horrible. So on her Twitter and Instagram, uh, she was per- she's promoting and talk about her new skincare line, right? So everything else is pretty standard, like as far as skincare, but um, the ingredients that I think that she's chosen is not like nothing spectacular to be honest. Like prime example, the eye cream has uh, vitamin E, vitamin C, jojoba oil. And it also has caffeine, green tea extract, pomegranate extract in it. Which, to be honest, those are like ingredients that... And she's charging... Oh, she doesn't say how much it costs on here. Her eye cream. Um, But she's like probably going to charge a significant amount for the eye cream. I'll get the, the, the prices of the eye cream pretty soon but like that's something that worries me also everything else in the ingredients is pretty standard pretty something that you will find in a drugstore basically drugstore uh skincare so i found the prices for the items um the foaming face wash is 24 dollars uh, the eye cream is $20, which for eye cream, that's actually not bad whatsoever. I can't even front on that. Um, the vitamin C serum is $28. The makeup removing wipes are $10. The travel bag is $22. The face moisturizer is $24. It also has blue light protection. The vanilla milk toner is $22 and it's alcohol-free. Now, let's get into the one where... I guess like the brown girls of the world basic or brown girls and boys of the world basically was like what in the world is happening here? So Kylie Skin also has a face scrub which consists of walnut shells. So in the face scrub there's walnut shells in the face scrub. Now, the estheticians, the black estheticians of Twitter, like LA esthetician, I forgot her name, but like she's your LA esthetician. She's lit on Twitter. Um, and also makeup for women of color. Who's also an esthetician. Yeah. She's also one as well. Um, dragged this this product by their eyelids by the brow hairs because on fair skin it's bad right it's the reason why physical exfoliants are bad just because is because 
it causes many or micro uh, scratches. So it scratches the surface of your skin, these micro scratches that you can't even feel. And what happens to it is that your skin can possibly get infected and also hyperpigmentation will happen. So you're just making these baby tears in your skin each time you use a sugar scrub on your face. Now, this may not seem like a big deal because you can't see it, but it adds texture to your skin. Now, for someone who's lighter, that's not that big of a deal, but when you are brown or dark skin, uh, we deal with hyperpigmentation. So anytime there's like a scratch or anything on um, darker skin, it has the possibility that our melanin will overwork itself to heal it and there's a mark. So with that being said, this is horrible. I feel the hyperpigmentation just forming as I look at her weirdness on her face. Like, this is horrible. Like, no. I cannot. What? Listen, I know for us, our dark-skinned women, our brown-skinned women, just women, the color of the paper bag and darker, um, we have a hard time finding a good exfoliant. I recommend using chemical exfoliants. Uh, some of my favorite ones, I have the Juice Beauty exfoliating spray where you just kind of like spray it on, let it sit for a minute, and then take all the dead skin off your face. Or if you got money, you can go ahead and go to the Kate Somerville Exfoliate, the chemical exfoliator, which feels like a dream on your face. It feels like eating like 10 pieces of spearmint gum on your face when you wash it off. It's amazing. But that's why a lot of estheticians, especially if for darker skin, recommend using more of a chemical exfoliant. Or even if you need that satisfaction of saying like, hey, I need to rub some stuff on my face. Uh, Dermalogica has a great microfoliant that you definitely can use. It's, it's really a powder. It's not walnut shavings. And they also have exfoliant. Uh, like a exfoliator as well, which is made of uh, ground rice, which is not as good. Like it's still n not, I guess I'll say it's not the ideal choice, but it's, but because of the rice shavings are a bit more rounded, it's not going to really tear your skin up like walnut shells okay i don't care if they're powder that's basically taking a tree bark like rubbing your face against a tree bark and be like i'm i am exfoliating my skin and even your skin is like supple which is or moisture or wet while you're doing so oh my god what who what no no we're not going to do that so I will stay for the walnut scrub, absolutely not. Um, you can get the whole set of the Kylie skin set, the first set for $125. Um, but to be honest, it's not really worth it. You can just go to Neutrogena and get 
uh, the things that you need for your face. You don't need to get the Kylie skin, especially if you're if she's targeting a a younger demographic like in her age group. Just go get you some Noxzema and or Nox, not Noxzema, um, some Neutrogena or just some other like drugstore skincare. Get into Korean skincare because the value of their products, well, you know the ingredients are actually amazing. So definitely try Korean brands. Just if you want to get it, you're going to get it anyway. But like, if you're going to ask me, I definitely do not recommend you buying this, sis. You're wasting your money. Um, yeah. So that is it for cute or not. I know it's long, but again, I'm trying to streamline this show so everybody, so it can be more cohesive, but it's also a commercial to follow me. So follow me at the shade at shade range pod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Bippy sad on Instagram and Twitter and email the show at the shade range podcast at gmail.com. Now we are almost 40 minutes into the show and I'll, and we're just getting to blend talk and that's fine. I want to have a conversation today and it's just kind of like a small one that I was just really thinking about. And I was thinking about my makeup journey just as far as uh, just being a makeup lover. Um, and I want to say this in a way where I'm not trying to take away anything from uh, the darker skin beauty community. I understand that um, the plight of even having a shape for people like Naima Tang is, uh, still a fight. And, uh, understanding that, you know, people like too much mouth to find her shade is also a fight, but I'm going to have to co- have a conversation about my shade. Now, there is a reason why I never, ever, ever bought drugstore foundation because there's not much catering until recently for the girls that are in between the shade ranges of Alyssa Ashley and Jackie Ina. So what shade range is that exactly? It's the medium deep shade range. And it's not just black girls that deal with this. This is, is a pretty popular shade range. It's the shade range of a lot of women of Asian descent. There's a, it's a lot of women of just different ethnicities that kind of are this tan. But for some reason, makeup companies just refuse to just acknowledge it, acknowledge the shade. Um, there was an experience, as much as I love Mac, there was an experience that I had at a Mac store uh, one time when I was looking for some concealer and this was also 2014. I was looking for some concealer and um, they continuously match me to NC50. Now, in the summertime when I'm like really getting that nice toasty brown shade that I get in the summertime, yes, I'm NC50. If I'm outside a lot, if I'm doing a lot of stuff out, outdoors in the summertime, I'm NC50. This summer was not that summer I was outside a lot. So my under eye looked 
super orange. And it was to the point where, like, I would wear my makeup and my family would be like, Brittany, you sure that's your shade? So, with that being said, they will always match me in C50. And I knew that this was the wrong, the wrong color because, one, I have a very golden undertone. Two, so whenever you have a very golden undertone, orange shows up like... Bust, the Kool-Aid man busting into a wall. Like, that's basically how it shows up. So, I... I didn't feel comfortable, but that was, like, the closest shade for me. Um, A couple of years later, maybe two years later, I came back... I went to another MAC. And by then, I was deep into my makeup knowing that I have a very golden undertone. So, like, I know how my skin will look in certain in certain things, right? Um the young lady tried to match me in NW45 and tried to tell me that was my exact shade. Now, I was redder than Georgia Clay. Now, I just think a lot of times, and this is this just didn't happen at Mac. This happened at uh, Sephora, or I'll go to Ulta to get shade match. They will always match me in something, or give me something that is a little too something. And I think at the time, the reason why is because they didn't have my shade. Um, one girl at a Sephora told me that I have such a unique undershade that I mean undertone that there's no, you I would have to mix foundations forever. Now, since then, MAC has extended their shades uh, to accommodate women like me, but there's other companies that kind of failed us, that kind of failed us and probably still fell us for a, a long time. Um, Too Faced, before the collaboration with Jackie Ina, um, that was a hot mess. I couldn't, I didn't have a shade in that foundation. And I love that foundation. It's my favorite foundation in the world, but I couldn't wear it because I wasn't maple. They only had a neutral, like a neutral undertone or a rosy undertone. And I'm golden. And I think that having this conversation about being medium deep is, a healthy conversation to as part as like the expansion of shade ranges. Like I said before, I'm not the only one that's medium deep. My entire family's medium deep or a good portion of my family's medium deep. Um, not just my family, just people around like women of Southeast Asian descent or dark skin Asians are medium deep. Uh, women from just indigenous women are medium deep. Like, we have to figure out, like, how are we going to accommodate these shade ranges in between? Like, the in-between shade ranges. Like Medium Deep. Uh, the Juvia's Place. Their new foundation line, although amazing, 42 shades, there's only two shades that will be considered, that they consider Medium Deep. Or Deep Tan, or that's what they like to call it. And, and I understand this is a weird... It's a weird conversation because amongst the black community, 
I'm brown skin. I'm straight up brown skin. I'm not light skin. I'm not dark skin. I'm brown skin. I'm right in the middle. And I understand there's a certain privilege and a certain uh, things that come along with being my complexion in the community. And I, again, that's why I don't want any, this is not something to say, have any malice towards anybody else's plight of being uh, dark skinned or being light skinned. If you feel like you have a burden of being light skinned, I just, I'm just saying that buying foundation for me, uh, for a lot of brands will consist of me having to mix something into making something for myself a lot of the time extensively a lot of the time and I know a lot of the girls now are younger and like shade ranges and drugstore makeup is actually extremely accessible but there was a time in drugstore makeup where there were all these light shades Alyssa's ashy shade then Jackiana's shade and that was it so a lot of the times the girls in my complexion or like the girls and me and even makeup shit by Shayla's complexion, we're kind of left in this limbo of like, oh no, I can't do drugstore because they'll never have our shade. Just like the girls that were darker, we were kind of like, oh, we're left out of this too. So we have to figure out how we want to maneuver this as well. And, and I think about that as kind of like a nuisance. Like, but not in a bad way. Like I know that I also have the privilege of being able to mix things, but also just make my shade. That's all. It's hard being the complexion of the paper bag. Okay, so if I have any white listeners, let me explain the paper bag. <laughs> so, or just younger listeners who that don't necessarily know the paper bag test. So basically, uh during the Jim Crow era, even before then, uh, say conversation amongst black people that we normally have. Right. So, and a lot of times black people to kind of like mimic white supremacy and like dealing with that trauma of white supremacy, we kind of, some people kind of built that within their other black communities. So, there's a paper bag test. There used to be a paper bag test. And if you were darker than paper de- bag, you were considered dark skin. You were considered ugly. You were considered this, you know, like just a bunch of other stuff, other things that weren't necessarily considered beautiful. Uh, if you're lighter than the paper bag, you basically got whatever you want within the black community. Now, I am the complexion of the paper bag, and, but then there's other idiotices to kind of make you like what happens when you are the the complexion of the paper bag, you may ask actually. Um, it will kind of be more so of different, it doesn't just go on your skin tone features, so go on like what color are your eyes? What's your hair grain like? What's your skin like? What's your, um, just certain other attributes that kind of is closest to whiteness. So basically the paper bag, you know, grades how close to white you are so yeah and it's pretty hurtful but when you are the color of the paper bag you basically live in this like limbo of like oh well I'm brown skin so you just kind of live like right on the line you're like 
you're just neutral. You're Switzerland <laughs> of blackness in a lot of ways. I think so. But like you still deal with black things because outside world, like I deal with, I talk to like, or I work with a lot of white people where some will like, white people would consider me light skin and some would consider me dark skin. I'm like, no, I'm just brown. So. <sighs> I know that seemed a little ranty, but that's fine. Um, I feel like that's it about blend talk. I just feel like brands just need to kind of, you know, go into the medium deep. Look out for your brown girls. Like all of us, not just black girls though. Like, I can't believe a brand like Mac, which was like known for their shade range, um, diversity and shade ranges forever and ever had uh, that like didn't have my shade like they didn't have my shade they will match me nc50 um to put into context nc50 is like jackiana like i'll say like jackiana maybe a little bit darker in some cases nc50 is dark it's not that dark but it's like dark for me um, NC45 is a little too light for me. Like, like either way, I like to joke to myself to say that if I wear NC45, I would look like the light skin friend that looks like Michael Jackson and NC50, I look like the dark skin friend that looks like Michael Jackson. Like I just could never. And there's other brands that never really cater to our skin tone as well. Even like a prolific brand like in the black community, like Fashion Fair, uh, they didn't have my sh- they didn't have my mom's shade, and me and her are about the same shade. So yeah, it's it's not just um, uh, big beauty corporations. It's also like black corporate beauty corporations as well. So. We have to do better as far as the community, even for our me- medium deep skin tone girls to be like, hey, we need a little bit more than uh, this orange and this gray, you know? All right. With that being said, that's the end of Blend Talk. And still, follow me. Follow me on IG at the Shade Range Pod and follow me personally at Bippy Sad on Twitter and Instagram. Those are the names on both sites. I'm not changing them, not moving anything. And email the show at the Shade Range Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I do want to leave this week. Um, I know it's a pretty long episode, but I do want to leave um with a piece of information this week. You know, something, a mood. I think I want to start a mood of the week. So the mood of the week this week would have to be listening to Meg the Stallion's Fever. When I tell you, it took me back to being in high school and like liking a boy who drive a 1986 Caprice, Chevy Caprice, and he all he do is listen to Project Pat and all he wear are like white tees and he always keep about three of them in the car. We ride around, we ride around the city and he just be cute and he got, yeah. It takes me back to like listening to Gangsta Boo, like 
Mag is really about to be on, like for real. Like, and all her music slaps. So, and it's an entire mood. It's feminist. It is, and she can wrap her behind off. Like, we have to get into this at all. Like, we just have to. As a group, as a community, we have to get into Meg the Stallion. Because she deserves, and she does her own makeup. Did y'all know she does her own makeup for her shows? Queen, okay? She does everything. Well, with that being said, thank you so much for spending your time with me and washing your brushes with me because we all need to, you know you need to wash your foundation brush. Girl, it's been a week. So, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to me. I'll see you guys next week. And again, new listeners, keep listening. Old listeners, keep listening. You know what I'm saying? It's lit. It's lit over here on this side of podcasting. And stay blended and hydrated. And make sure your wings are seasoned and highly flavored. Huh. Thank you so much for listening to the Shade Range. And again, this is your favorite girl at the counter, Brent. And I'll see y'all next time. Bye.